Hey everybody, what's up? Charlie here. This week we talk about grading on the Cherry Podcast, uh, who to grade with, what sort of cards you should grade, and uh, the differences between the main guys, PSA and BGS. Thanks. Hey Charlie. Hey mate, how are you? Good. Um, so, for today's topic, we're going to get straight into it because it's a topic that's come up, um, especially the last couple of weeks with new people getting in touch with us, which is um, why do people grade their cards? Okay, so there's, there's three uh, reasons why people grade cards. The first and obvious one is they want more of a financial return and well-graded cards, uh, particularly well-graded specific cards, tend to over-index um, when you sell them. The second reason is they just want to protect their collection. Um, they want to have yep. you know, cards that they know are going to be a certain condition for their whole lives, and, and that's really uh, important if you're playing a long game on a particular player, particularly with baseball cards or hockey cards where you're prospecting a little bit more, say, than you would with uh, NBA or NFL cards. Yep. The third reason is that they just want to sell cards more smoothly and graded cards uh, are easier sells. You don't get into an argument over what you think the condition might be versus what the customer thinks the condition might be. Mm. You've just got a, a particular grade that um, may or may not be uh, that what that customer is looking for yeah okay and it's and and part of that we can talk about you know exactly what is what is um what is looked at what's graded when um when the card is sent in but part of that is also a certification process is that right it is i think the first step for both grading companies is authentication Mm. and it's a it's the the most important part of the phase. Uh, the yeah. reality is that um, that you know PSA or BGS eight to ten are not significantly different. I mean, they're still very very good condition cards. Most cards probably come yeah. out of the pack on average at about eight and a half. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they're still a very good card, very mint card or near mint card. Um, but but the uh, you know, the, the reality <coughs> um, is that people want, you know, they're aiming for that 10. They want uh, 10 in everything. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, that's that's not often that those are handed out. So the first step, of course, is that authentication that takes place mm-hmm. so that people know, yes, this is the card that it says uh, on the label mm-hmm. there. And um, you know, it's not it's not come out of um, bootleg packs or that sort of stuff. Um, and what do the what do we see on the labels then? What are the what are the, the things that the graders are looking at when once they've done that authentication? What do they do next? Yeah, so the, the labels are probably one of the the most um, crucial elements to uh, current hobby values and uh, and probably to the 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 decision that the uh, card owner takes uh, when they 
get a car graded. Um, PSA have got a very traditional, uh, somewhat bland label. Um, it gives a singular grade, um, which is quite ambiguous as to the decision as to you know why it's that grade. Mm. Um, but it also makes it very simple. So uh, if you consider that a, a PSA grade is a very simple grade um, in both its appearance and uh, and its actual, um, uh, you know, moving forward, you've got a 10, you've got a 9, you've got a 7, etc. The mm-hmm. BGS grading system is quite uh, complicated um, and it, I would consider it a very transparent and complicated grade. So uh, it shows you exactly what the grader has determined are the are the uh, key, um, uh, I guess, issues with the card or, or, or non-issues, yep. uh, depending yep. on what grade you get. Um, and then the grading has a scale which goes up in uh, in half increments, so nine, nine and a half, ten. Uh, and then they've got a, uh, a holy grail, which is a which is a black label. Yeah. Um, and the Becker grading label is is very complex in a sense that you can get a silver, you can get a gold, you can get a black. The the actual color of the label um, is also quite um, quite uh, vivid. Um, mm. and, and what I would determine as modern, um, albeit both grading services are, are very new. I mean, grading. It's probably only been around 20, 30 years, or grading cards only been around 20 or 30 years. So yeah. um, the impact of a graded card is still very much in its infancy um, and it's going to be very interesting to see now uh, with this explosion in grading um, the way in which the market uh, reacts to that. Yeah, okay, so... That's a big point of difference, I suppose, with um, between PSA and BGS is that extra detail in um, in the in the labels for BGS. What are the four things that they look at? Are they I looking at? Of, yeah, one of them is I can't think I can remember them all. One of this cornering, uh, centering, surface, and Another one. Edges. Ah, uh, yeah. So um, they're all, you know, it's not rocket science. <coughs> um, they're, uh, they're pretty key components. Most of them are quite obvious. Yeah. Um, it's somewhat difficult to determine if your, uh, if your imperfection is going to make your card uh, an 8 or a 9, uh, but it's pretty clear when your card isn't a 10. Um, and, mm. uh, and I think that, uh, that is one of the areas at the moment where, uh, PSA are winning, um, because their 10 is, uh, significantly easier to achieve and in a market sense, in an infant market sense, a 10 is significantly a nicer number than a 9.5, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what does that do to? I suppose talking about that difference between a nine point five and a ten. What can that do 
to the value once you once you list it on eBay or on your website or you know you're trying to sell it in your Facebook group. Yeah, this is a big thing at the moment, um, and it's and it's something that's only uh, erupted in the last year. Uh, this time last year, um, PSA ten and BGS nine point five values were were much closer. The gap was much closer, and if anything, BGS were rapidly uh, BGS nine point fives were rapidly moving towards a PSA ten value, and in some instances, had overtaken it. Um, yeah, BGS nine point five Luca Prism Silver would oversell against a um, PSA ten silver Luca, and um, mm-hmm. that has just turned around entirely. So, uh, wow. yeah. So the because more and more people are jumping into this market, um, which is fantastic, and they're jumping in with um, uh, a limited. Not not a not a lesser uh, knowledge, but obviously limited in terms of the, their uh, time researching it and in the hobby. Mm. Um, the the romance of a PSA ten and the simpleness of it and the cleanliness of it uh, is very um, uh, interesting um, and and established, <clears throat> and so they're buying into that, and that's. The demand is there and the supply is limited and therefore the, the prices on those are going up significantly. Um, whereas uh, BGS 9.5s are getting uh, left behind somewhat and, uh, you know, that's, a, that's potentially an opportunity for everyone. Um, I know from our perspective, uh, for the last few months, mm. we've been buying uh, LeBron James Chrome uh, rookie 9.5s from Beckett, yep. uh, around about the $1,000 to $2,000 US mark. Uh, the exact same card in a PSA 10 slab have been selling for five to 8000 US. Wow. That's the and same card. You can crack it. You can crack it out of the BGS slab, <laughs> yeah. to PSA, and get uh, 10s and literally uh, double your money in 30 days, or triple your money in some instances in 30 days. Um, Oh, wow. So there's a, there's a real opportunity. Um, and I think the question that, that I'm uh, asking myself and my team is that does the PSA 10 value to meet the BGS 9.5 value or does the BGS 9.5 value start to head up towards the PSA 10? And I don't know. Yeah, okay. I mean, having them, have you ever had a, a BGS 9.5 and a, and a PSA 10 of those LeBrons, you know, right next to each other? And, oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, okay. So the difference is, you know, no difference or it's minimal or, you know. PSA acknowledge that they have a... Uh, an acceptable level around the 60-40 range for centering, uh, whereas BGS have no um, no no uh, buffer at all for centering. So, uh, right. if a if a for a BGS slab, for example, has a 9.5 surface, 9.5 edges, 9.5 corners, and then a 
eight and a half or a nine on centering, uh, there's a strong possibility that it's a PSA 10, very, very strong. Um, mm. And we, we know that from, from submitting uh, hundreds of, uh, yeah. of what, what we call crossovers, um, crossover submissions. So we know that for a fact. Um, one of the things that I really, and I'll be open that we aggregate uh, for Beckett. So we actually, mm-hmm. we take in Beckett submissions and then send them off to Beckett for people. Um, yep. So I do have a, an interest there that I should um, acknowledge. Mm. Uh, that aside, um, I'm actively buying BGS slabs off the secondary market. Um, so I'm, you know, there's no allegiance there. That, that allegiance is just purely to money. <laughs> so um, uh, the thing that, that I like about the BGS slab and that many don't is that it is clear where uh, the imperfections exist. Mm. Um, and I worry about the, the long-term implications of a grade that is not necessarily uh, transparent. Um, and when I, the PSA mm. grades, the, you know, we'll submit old magic trading cards that look like they've been played with for two decades. Yeah. And they'll get a PSA 8. And then I'll submit yeah, okay. a Zion with a big print line on the back of it, but otherwise crisp and mint, and I'll get a PSA 8. And right. That to me doesn't align and it shows that there's a fair bit of human um, human uh, acceptance of fault. So that they're, they're clearly saying, okay, well, a two-decade-old uh, magic card is going to be treated a little bit differently right, than a okay. brand-new sign. I worry about how that plays out long-term. Yeah, what does it – yeah. What does it do for the value of a of an eight from them? Uh, yeah, and a ten, absolutely. And it, yeah. um, I think that the the there's a real long game at play here, which is um, uh, appeasing a customer. A customer wants to submit a card. A customer wants a ten, um, and then mm. the population that will exist of those cards in. 20 years from now, you know, how many PSA 10s versus BGS 10s are they going mm. to be at Zion's Prism Rookie? Um, and uh, I asked someone in the hobby once um, about five or six years ago, was there any value in buying Jordan Fleer Rookies? And, uh, and he said to me that um, he thought there was, um, despite the fact that he's never seen a card that was produced in such volumes. <coughs> um, right, right. But uh, he said, uh, Grayson, whatever you do, only buy tens. Uh, yeah. Don't don't touch nine point five. Uh, don't touch PSA ten. Don't touch by Beckett tens. And mm-hmm. um, any other money you're going to spend on the others, just throw it into a, a, an account. And when the tens come around, buy the tens because. He believed. Hmm. You know, his, his belief was that there's going to be so many uh, graded after the next twenty years that the value um, at the moment is perceived, and when it's realised, it will 
it all drop out. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm, that, going back to that label as well, it's one of the things as a, as a not as, you know, as a person who's not as plugged into the hobby, um, just aesthetically, I prefer the, the BGS label look mm. with that, with the addition of the, you know, the extra four grades, the extra transparency to the, to the PSA one, which does, you know, kind of looks like they're printed out on a bit of old school computer paper or something but you know that's a that's a um just an aesthetic difference i suppose yeah i i oscillate um some days some days i just love psa slabs absolutely love them like i think to myself uh i've been kidding myself for these years uh i yeah i hate i hate the silver as soon as i see silver i don't like it um I get caught up in the subgrades, and then I get this PSA ten. I'm like, this is PSA's got it all worked out. This is it. Nice and keep it simple. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think I think, and and we do get a lot of pushback. A lot of people saying, I like PSA because mm. of the slab. And my mm. my sort of uh, my, my you know, what I say to that is. BGS can change the slab tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah. the card, the grade of the card inside is what matters. So mm. I would rather own a card that was clearly a better conditioned card than I would give any, you know, rat's ass about the actual um, slab that it's in. At the end of the day, because I'm playing a long game here, I'm playing, you know, I'm playing a, a game. I yeah. think that that uh, grading um, is going to be of real value uh, in like maybe 10, 15 years' time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the impact of, this is probably a more recent thing, the impact of exchanges? Like we've seen um, the advent of StockX, um, mm, moving, StockX. Into trading, moving into trading cards, there are, I imagine, um, there are other people out there with their own websites who yep. would like, they'd have websites at which they would like to become, you know, the gold standard. Um, how do you mm. see that impacting that market? Yeah, this is, this is a big one for Beckett um, because... The reality is that um, uh, with platforms and exchanges like StockX uh, mm. that have been so incredibly successful in other collectible markets, yeah, with those uh, types of exchanges, PSA wins. Um, it's simple. The the customer knows they're getting a PSA ten or a PSA nine. They know it's the exact same um, card in a in a mm. in a collectible sense, whereas a PSA 9.5 with four different grades, subgrades, is different than a PSA 9.5 with, you know, a significantly different set of four subgrades. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of exchanges, uh, the, the more market that they eat up, and I think that it's going to continue to grow, I think that it's a uh, – I think StockX is going to become a real player in the next um, two or three years. 
Um, mm. And, you know, we can see that in, in our store on a day-to-day basis, people coming in, they don't want to know why a true gem quad 9.5 subgrade card is worth more than a card that's got 9.5 and a a 10 on the subgrades. Um, Yeah. It makes no sense to them and they don't care. They're they're right. It actually makes no sense. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they don't care. They just want the PSA 10 because it's nice (laughs) and simple. They know they can hold on to it and in three months' time they're going to flip it anyway. Yep, yeah, oh, you want a PSA 10? No worries, I've got PSA 10s, yeah. Um, They don't want a half-hour discussion from someone as to why the PSA 9.5 is worth less than the last one that sold on eBay. Um, Yeah. So I think that that they're going to have a massive impact. But, um, yeah, I think that the digital grading is going to have the biggest impact, though, and, um, uh, you know, I've spoken to you a bit about this. Yeah, well, this is interesting because there are people there, as you know, there are there are people uh, out there again with their own unique mm. websites where um, where they are starting to set up a a digital a digital grading service. You know, so mm. just looking at photos of your cards or scans of your cards and um, and giving a grade. Based on that, there are also, I noticed, there are sort of initial or like quick grades that um, that PSA and BGS can give as well, like um, preliminary grades. Raw grading, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so digital grading. I mean, is that is that realistic for, um, for, for someone to be able to achieve, do you think? Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm horrified that it doesn't exist already. Um, mm. uh, I know that you know PSA and Beckett have both got the exact same problem at the moment. They've got a backlog of cards. Um, oh, yeah. I know a lot of the BGS guys, they're amazing guys. Um, they're, uh, they're an incredibly uh, knowledgeable, hardworking. Um, mm. they, they understand... Uh, the customer and what they're looking for and, um, mm. you know, amazing. But, you know, I come from um, uh, vegetable, produ- vegetable production and mm. the, the amount of uh, electronic um, and robotics that's used in vegetable production to identify the most um, sensitive elements of fruit uh, is, yeah. and vegetables is, uh, is amazing. And the fact that um, you've got something so simple as, uh, as a card whereby mm. every single one has to have the exact same components and nearly all of them are identifiable under a microscope, uh, I find it fascinating that humans haven't been replaced. Essentially, bar an authentication step, which uh, mm. is just one part of it. I don't understand why um, software isn't being used to determine edges, corners, and centering, uh, none of which are overly difficult. Um, and, you know, mm. someone who's on the other side of the world, and obviously grading is based in the U.S., I find it, uh, it, would, it would enable um, uh, grading to be done globally 
uh, almost immediately. Um, you just need a machine that slabs essentially. <clears throat> and then you can pump out five, ten times the amount. You could, oh, sorry, hundreds times the amount. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I guess, I don't, I mean, I, I guess there's a number of factors there that I'm not uh, considering. And that is the impact they think that might have on the secondary market, the uh, impact that might have on the populations of tens and nines and eights. Um, Mm. There's a lot of things that uh, that involving people enables you to do, and um, and that's yeah. I guess that's one of the reasons why we haven't got them digitally graded yet. Yeah, yeah. I you're certainly correct in that you know it, it makes sense for a digital grading service to 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 to, to happen because the amount of cards being graded and you can see it in the, in the announcement, was it a couple of weeks ago from PSA that they've had to, they've had to eliminate one of their options for grading. One of their services is that used to be a, I don't, I can't recall what it was. Maybe it was a five or a 10 day turnaround. They've had to say, look, we can't mm. offer that. We, can, we can't even offer that service anymore because of the volume of, um, of cards that are coming to us. Um, yeah. So, it seems like there could be a, a niche there for um, for somebody to come in with that sort of service, or whether they offer it as a sort of a preliminary option. Um, surely, surely they're investigating it. Surely, surely it's been scoped out. I mean, there's some, you know, I mean, I think it's um, Eli Global that owns Beckett. I mean, they've they've, mm. they've got significant um, partnerships and and own a lot of companies worldwide. So I'm sure that they've They've looked into it. Um, they've done their due diligence, um, and yeah, I think the decision to do it must just purely be a. Um, uh, it must be a decision to not at this stage for for whatever reason. Mm. Okay, before we go, then one last topic: where do you see the um, where do you see the value in grading? If you're a if you're in perhaps a new collector coming into the hobby recently um do you rush out there and start grading everything or do you just pump the brakes a bit um what would you be advising people start grading yeah i think that um i think that i wouldn't try and speculate too much on grading i mm. uh i i grade uh well-centered cards. Um, if your card's not well-centered, uh, you're already behind the eight ball, and it's unlikely yep. you're going to realize the your dream of of a, of a ten. Um, so I grade well-centered cards, uh, true rookies, so not insert sets, uh, on-card yeah. autos, so not stick, no sticker autos, um, yeah. and I stick with uh, current. Uh, sought after set so uh, hoops prism optic um, optic for autos um, yep. optic and prism for variations and hoops for just base rookie cards um, beyond that i think you know it's all the speculation and it's up to the person uh, yeah. it becomes it comes down to whether or not they're looking to just keep their cards in really good condition as 
a lot of people are to display their own PC in a certain way. Mm. That um, you know comes down to the person. I will say this: there, there is there is a, a huge amount of value right now for people to 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 go to eBay, to StockX, and to buy buy up what what I like to refer to as same for same. Um, when we started to, to look at singles in 2013, <coughs> excuse me, the, the, the first thing I learned was that there's a real same for same mentality. People buy a particular card at a certain value because they've identified another card that's same for same, that's more. Mm. And it used to be very obvious with National Treasures RPAs. Uh, if Kyrie Irving's was 1200 and Anthony Davis's was 800, you could rest assured that Anthony Davis's was going to go to 1200. It was a matter of time. Um, mm. So that same for same, I, I use a lot. And it's the reason why I suggested everyone go out and buy Optic Tatum rookies because Optic Luca rookies were at, you know, $60, $70, and Tatum Optic rookies were at $1. So yeah. the same for same didn't apply. So Tatums are up to about $20 now. Um, they're not going to get up as high as Lucas unless the Celtics really push. The Celtics will push. But in terms of the same for same, there was a big gap. There's a really interesting uh, thing happening at the moment in NBA. Zion's mm -hmm. an icon. Zion is in a massive, he's in a tiny market, but he's a massive uh, interest to the hobby. So Zion is a LeBron James, you know, real iconic status. Yeah, Luca is in. He's like the the fifth most important team in Dallas after the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the, and then yeah, and then he's he's a guy who's kind of established. Like he came into the league, he wasn't the number one pick, all these sorts of things. So Luca's Luca is not as interesting for people in terms of wanting to have the next LeBron. They think Zion's the next LeBron. The reality yeah. is Luca's probably going to be the next LeBron um, or probably more likely to be. Zion easily could be. Yeah. Luca's Luca's really establishing some great numbers. So Luca is starting to fall behind Zion in a, in a few key cards. One in particular is the prism blue, green, and yellow variation. Right. The yeah. Zion is selling for about 4000 and the Lucas selling for about twelve hundred. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, yeah, huge difference. We've, yeah, we've been buying all them up. I would suggest anyone who's watching this to to try and pick a few up. Um, in a lot of other categories, Luca prisms are on par with Zion prisms. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's a strong set. Uh, BGS nine point fives, even some BGS nines are worth picking up of that Luca. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, check it out, guys, and I think there's some real value to be had there. Just remember, same for same. Um, just, you know, if you if you think this guy's the next start, if you think um, that the Tatum White Sparkle's going to be like the Luca White Sparkle, well, line up the prices. Luca White Sparkle, maybe two or 3,000. Tatum White Sparkle, four or 500. Mm. All right. Well, that's a good tip for us to finish on, I think, um, and for everybody watching. Um, what do you got on today, man? 
Uh, we've got a lot of uh, select to list. Um, we yeah. broke down four cases of select. Uh, so we've got a lot so of select be, to list. There'll be a lot of singles coming up perhaps later today. A lot of singles coming up. Um, yeah. We've got uh, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of orders going, a lot of uh, breaks going out today. So uh, Blake's mm. been sorting all of those breaks to get a, the the brand new product out. Um, mm. uh, Encased football is extremely popular. If guys, if you haven't checked out Encased football, hop on Instagram and just search for Encased. It's amazing. Um, we're almost sold out of that. Um, it's a it's a it's a good day. Fridays are a great day. Here at Cherry, it's a pretty laid back sort of day, so um, we'll get a bit of single stuff done, and um, yeah, really look forward to hopping onto eBay and finding some uh, really nice BGS nine point fives. All right, mate. Uh, well, thanks for taking the time out, and uh, guys, keep an eye out for those um, select singles today. If you're uh, if you're keen, they'll be listing perhaps later this afternoon. And, one football, um, one football, and encased football singles listening today too. Good. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, yes. Thank you, Dale. Thank you. Dale will be downstairs probably on his phone, <laughs> reminding us of that. Um, yep. And we will catch you on the, on the next episode, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you, Charlie. Bye.